You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget on Moody Radio 89.3. Pastor Jimmy Rollins, nationally recognized speaker, coach, and author, is the author of Love Outside the Lines, Beyond the Boundaries of Race, Difference, and Preference, calling us to do exactly that. Pastor Jimmy Rollins joins us now. Good morning. Thanks for being here. What's up, guys? How are you? I'm so pumped to be a part of your show today and just excited uh, to spread this amazing gospel message of love. This is uh, exciting. Why did you decide to tackle such a a simple topic with your first book? (laughs) Well, I know, right? It's just an easy topic that we're we're solving every day. Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, I honestly felt like this is why I was put on the planet. And I think that, you know, uh, as, as a Christ follower, as someone, you know, who believes in this gospel message of love and the Great Commission, I think a lot of people know what the church and what we're against, but I'm not sure if a lot of people understand what we're for. And I believe that love is at its best when people are at their worst and you know we are and we are facing you know some some pretty divided times as a country and in our world and it's an opportunity for love to be at its best i have to hear your story i know your book is filled with stories but one that you start with is this experience in the great rift valley in kenya can you fill us in on this absolutely well we we were going on a missions trip uh, to an orphanage uh, over in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, and we had served this orphanage all week. And the, the, the just amazing thing is I got off the plane, and when I got off the plane, when we landed in, uh, in Kenya, it, the crazy thing is everyone looked like me, but no one was like me at all. And the diversity of the, you know, being where our skin color was very similar, but our culture was very different, was like culture shock to me. And we got stuck in the middle of the Rift Valley. Our van broke down in such an unfamiliar place. And I remember not wanting to get out of the van uh, because I was, uh, you know, I was the slowest. Um, and so when we were in the middle of it, it wasn't a zoo. It was like, you know, it was the, it, it, it was the jungle. It was, it was real live animals out there. And I stayed in that van. And in that moment, those three hours, God just began to download into me the vision of what would be my ministry, my life, or one of reconciliation, uh, one of redemption, and, and really one of bringing uh, people together by being a bridge builder. And being stuck in the Rift Valley, you know, it wasn't ironic that I was being called to the rifts within not only my, uh, my biological family at the time, but also our spiritual family, which is the church. And so I've just felt like in that moment that God was really putting on my heart uh, to be a part of the solution rather than the pollution. And that's, I've made this my ministry from that day moving forward. So how do we find unity? Okay. I, I can't even agree with my kids in many things. I mean, I can't even get this out of my house. How do I get this into the community? How do I get this to the church? How do we get this as a nation if I can't even solve problems in my house sometimes? Right. I think, and that's the universal problem, right? Like if we think about where division comes from, like division is in scripture all the way in the book of Genesis when Adam and Eve, you know, you know, sinned. And the Bible said that sin brought, you know, sin to us all. And then that thing got passed down generationally from Adam and Eve to Cain and Abel to Jacob and Esau. And we can just go on and on and on. And so I think to solve something, let's first realize 
it's not me against you, my opinion versus your opinion, my kids, you know, culture versus my culture, you know, white people versus black people, Hispanic people versus, you know, it's division is the greatest tool of the enemy. And division can happen whether it's ethnic, you know, issues in our ethnicity or issues in our political views or issues with our children. And so when we think about division, let's first, like, not take it personally that when, I'm, when, we, when we are sharing different experiences, that it's an indictment on the person you're sharing with. And so one of the things about unity that I, that I literally land on in this book is unity is not uniformity. It is accepting our differences with the goal not to think alike, but the goal to think together. And I told my, you know, even in the context of marriage, you know, my wife's like, well, I'm not right, and you're wrong, or you're not wrong, and I'm right. The thing is, is can we come together as one and, and, and download each other's information so that we can think together, not alike? Hmm. We can go so many different places, but one of the things you talk about is in the church. Where do you see some of these division lines happening in the church today? Absolutely. Well, when we look around, there are lines all around us. There are political lines. There are racial lines. There are denominational lines. And these lines have been inside of the church because people are in the church. And I, like I said earlier, it's so easy to take our preferences and the things that, you know, uh, uh, our ideologies that we have adopted personally and kind of view that through the lens of Scripture. And when I read the gospel message of Jesus Christ, when I read the Great Commission, it says that Jesus gave all authority for us to reach all people. That's all people uh, is women or men or, you know, so different e- social economic people of different social economic climates or different people of political views. And I think what we do is we allow what we're against, you know, to really hit, prohibit what we are for. And in the church, when we got saved and we gave our lives to Christ, our ethnic culture became subculture to God's kingdom culture. And I love the fact in Galatians how it says in Christ's family, in the message version, there can be no division into Jew or Gentile or female or male. Among us, we are all, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And so once we realize that we are spiritual family, then we can sit down and have conversations that might, you know, be different, you know, filled with different opinions and filled with different viewpoints without the option of separating. And that's what I'm excited about, about this message. We have to lead with grace. Mm. I always uh, think of my home in heaven and who's going to be in the cul-de-sac with me. And I just think about that person that I disagree with. They might end up in the cul-de-sac with me. So let's start getting along or let's start figuring things out so that that cul-de-sac is going to be, it's going to be amazing when we're in heaven. Let's already start that process, I think. Um, But fear does pull into this. How do we break away from, I can't deal with this because it's going to mess with my theology or I can't deal with this because um, I might not get what I want out of a certain situation. There, there is fear when it comes to a lot of this, isn't there? It's a lot of fear. And I think the fear, I think first adopting and the mindset that we all got it honest and that fear, you know, even for me is based out of, am I going to be accepted? 
is my viewpoint going to be accepted? But ultimately, I think all of us, especially in the body of Christ, we want to be able to assume we're welcome. You know, like you said earlier about the cul-de-sac, the Bible is very specific. You know, that, you know, the greatest two commandments is to love God and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And in that thought, you know, how can I love? An, it's easy to love the neighbor that I choose to live next to in the cul-de-sac, but it's hard to love the neighbor uh, that I don't get to choose, you know, where I sit at my cubicle. I don't get to choose, you know, what neighborhood I have to drive through. And, that, and it's driven by that fear, that fear of am I going to get accepted, that fear of am I, do I feel welcome, that fear of is my viewpoint going to be different and be okay? Am I going to be labeled something by sharing my, my, my experiences or even being vulnerable enough to share my biases? And I think that that fear, if we realize it doesn't just show up with conversations of racial reconciliation, it shows up in our marriages. It shows up, uh, you know, in conversations with our coworkers when we're talking about different subjects. And so the fear, once we embrace the fear that we all have it, then we can get proximity with one another. And that fear actually is the common thing that we both feel. And if we both are vulnerable to share the fear, now we have something that brings us together that says, hey, this feels a little weird. Yeah, for you too? Well, can I share this thought? It actually, we can use it to bring us together. We are talking to Pastor Jimmy Rollins, a speaker, coach, and author of Love Outside Lines Beyond the Boundaries of Race, Difference, and Preference. I love what you said earlier about how we accept our differences with the goal of thinking together, not necessarily alike, uh, because those differences oftentimes create conflict. Can you share with me a story, an example of you working out conflict with someone who is uh, different from you in this way that you write about in your book? Absolutely. Well, one of the things is I can share a story. One of my good friends, Sean Johnson, he passes Red Rocks Church in, in Denver, which is a you know life-giving, thriving, you know, the world would call it a mega church. Is he is one of my closest friends in the world, and culturally we are completely different. Uh, we come from completely different backgrounds. And when everything started to go down in 2020, uh, he, he shared with me how he felt. And we had these conversations. And he says, man, I, I just, is this real? And, and I said, what, what do you mean? And he began to share. And we just started this conversation that uh, we were going to be 100% unoffendable. Uh, and you can ask any question. And he, and, he, and he asked me some just questions that he's always wanted to know. And as he asked these questions and I shared my experiences, our different experiences don't have to decide whether we have empathy for one another. In other words, is I don't need to understand experience to have empathy. So what could have been a very hard conversation to have once we established those ground rules Sean asked me questions about things that, you know, uh, profiling. He asked me questions about, bro, what is this word privilege? He asked me very hard things that he wanted to know. And when I shared that with him, my goal was not to have him accept my truth. My goal was not to have him believe me. My goal was to share my experience and have him decide what he thought about my experience after I shared it. 
The one thing I'll tell you guys is I am human, and I have never changed a heart. And I think that if our mindset is to make a point and, and to, to, to clarify our point and to, that you're, we're going to be so busy trying to make a point that will fail to make a difference. And in that conversation with Sean, all I did was share my experience, and he didn't have to agree or disagree. He just had to empathize. And our relationship became much stronger because we shared stuff that we never would experience in each other's world. And we're best friends today because of that conversation. The book's called Love Outside the Lines. Let me just ask one more question here because for me, I color inside the lines. My personality is yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. I will stay far away from it. I just uh, I avoid it. I'm I'm not the person out front trying to whatever. I'm I'm inside the lines. So what do I personally, if or whoever else is like that, because I'm not alone in this. Um, what do I do? What what practical thing could I do today? that would get my toe closer to outside a line. Well, I love, I love that. And I'm, I'm so like, I think the first thing you just did is like, admit it, right? Like admit it. We all like to stay inside the lines. All of us. I like to stay inside the lines. We are told when we are young that when you color inside the lines, you're doing well. When you color outside the lines, <laughs> you're not it's messy. doing very <laughs> well. Right. <laughs> yes. And so I think when we, one of the most practical things is first just admit, like, let's just talk about, yeah, it's easy to do this. But also I think the second thing is, is asking myself, God, how can I see with eyes of humility? How can I see the world with eyes of compassion? And asking God, bring me into proximity with the people that Jesus was in proximity with. God, help me uh, uh, to, to, that, that my heart hurt for the things that hurts the heart of God. And in the end of each chapter in this book, I take you through practical prayers and practical things that you can do, all of us can do, every single day. Not white people just do, not black people just do, not Hispanic people just do, not Asian people, all of us. This is an issue where all of us have to be willing to take a step to change our proximity and also to just have practical conversations with our children. I ran into someone who, who uh, got, a pre, uh, you know, got to preview my book and, and, and just to, by just saying ethnically they're white, and they said that when they are sharing with their children now, they are talking about the beauty of diversity on walks in the mall. And what we're doing, I love that. They told me that, that oh, look at her hair. It's different, but isn't that beautiful? Look at her skin color. Or look at his skin. It's different, but isn't that beautiful? And it just changes proximity. And I was blown away that someone who doesn't look like me, right, who, who is not the same skin color as me, was coming up with solutions for the next generation that I could never come up with. And so I love the fact of sitting down with your children. How, what can we do to change proximity? Of, and what can we do to accept and what, we, what can we do to acknowledge and love even when we don't understand? I think that that is a great first practical step.
It's all about getting to that kingdom culture, realizing that we are all brothers and sisters in the spiritual family. You're helping us do that through love outside the lines, beyond the boundaries of race, difference, and preference. Pastor Jimmy Rollins has been our guest. We've got a link to him, his book, all at ericandbridget.org. Well, thank you for the conversation. Mm -hmm. This has been uh, eye-opening. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, let's love outside the lines and color outside those lines. (laughs) I appreciate the talk. God bless you guys.